Today is May 15th. The Yankees have taken three out of four from the Chicago White Sox. They just continue to win in a lot of different ways. The team's fun, and I'm excited to talk all about them. So let's do it. Let's talk. Yikes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake, and in the corner we got producer BBD. And what a day, and what a weekend to be a Yankees fans. A Yankees fan. They are rolling right now. They take three out of four from the White Sox in Chicago. I don't know what's going on with that team. Interested to hear what Talking White Sox is saying. Because there's bizarre scenes over there. But this isn't talking White Sox, Jake. It's talking Yanks. Never has been. Except that one time when there was that trade and we did that episode. Um, what are they? They're now 18-3 and three in their last 21 games? Something like that. I think that's what they are. I think so. Can I rip? They're 18-3 and three yeah. in their last 21 games. So when you hear us nitpick on right. this episode, we are nitpicking to search for conversations uh, because just to talk and, and feel some things out and damn, 18 and three. Mm. There's fun conversations to be had. There's real conversations to be had. I don't know. I'm excited. Jake, how are you doing? James, big baby David. Uh, yeah. No matter how you slice it, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And how about our guy Nestor today putting on a speedster to get this game in so Yankee fans could get settled in before the Rangers game that we'll be at in the garden. We're a hockey company. Yeah. We've always been a hockey company. I don't company. got my kit. I don't got my uh, sweater on. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we'll get there. It's in my backpack somewhere. Steal one from a kid or something. We're a hockey company. We're a boxing company. I've got my Inside Boxing Live mug going. Like, I, we might as well do this other stuff because Yankees, we can just wait till October at this point. Um, if you are a boxing fan, go check out Kenobio, Inside Boxing Live, Garden. Where do they find it? Uh, John Boy Media, John Boy Boxing YouTube channel. Have you Ooh. heard of that? So we're a boxing hockey company that happens to talk to the Yankees. He's had real guests. Canelo, he's big. Um, Jim, yeah, I just hopped on to grab some Yankees splits. It looks like they're ten and three in May after a fifteen and six April. Um, it's awesome. We uh, oh wow, Jim, I just found a stat. That you're gonna like later. Um, the only game they lost, the other team had to do it in 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 walk off fashion. Every loss has been pins and needles. There's been runners on base at the end of the game, and the Yankees threatening to to win. Uh, this Yankees team is awesome right now. That the conversations are heading to banana land. You know, talk to Joe's and Chris McFly for a little bit as they're about to do some pinstripe strange. Um, and you know, you're talking about like okay. If you only got to upgrade two positions at the deadline, what would you upgrade? And, like, the fact we get to do that um, is awesome. And and the Yankees dominate another series. I mean, this White Sox team, 
I am going to choose to believe that they are feeling their injuries. The Eloys, um, the Giolitos, the Lance Lins. Like, those are pretty serious pieces that they are missing. But I'll tell you what, Jim. I, I had this re- revelation on the subway. Yes. The White Sox are the team this year that will have a team fight. Oh. They are praying for it. The defense stinks. Old man LaRusso. No, the defense the doesn't stink. It's just a soft infield. Yeah, no, it's just that soft infield. That soft uh, infield. God. There is a lot of talk about that soft they, infield. I, Katie Sharp's on a trip. She's so on. I it. requested that. We are researching. I it. will retract my uh, toed, my attitude on yeah. it, if it comes back that more infielders have yeah. made errors uh, as the away team at. at Guaranteed rate, whatever it's called, yeah. stadium than any other stadium. But as for now, I am like slamming a bull crap sticker. Yeah, you on. Know. Oh, yeah. And Anderson's leads the league in errors. Well, they got this. There's soft spots all over this infield. Kiner misplayed a couple. I we asked Booney. Oh, there's just soft spots everywhere. So. Yeah. I'll retract all of this, but that is hilarious, hey, cracking me up. Yeah, maybe it's, uh, remember when their kickers couldn't kick at Heinz Field, something like that. Maybe there's some funny business going on. Super weird. I um, I hope for baseball this isn't this White Sox team, because they were, they were not it. Um, and yeah, man, the, the Yankees, the Yankees are a wagon right now. So yeah, we get to preface another episode with like, hey, if you hear anything critical, that means uh, we are digging at straws because this team's nasty. Um, and, yeah, let's let's hype these boys up a little bit. And we do have somewhat of a firmish out around 6 p.m. So we got like hour 15 for you guys. That's kind of the episode anyways. But let's go Rangers. Game 7. We're going to Game 7 with Joe's. Hey, uh, Jake, just to bring up what you said, this was yesterday was a loss. It was a walk-off loss. Right. The other two losses in the 18-3 and three stretch, one was the Texas Rangers – when they won, they beat the Yankees 4-2, to two, but the Yankees had the tying run up yeah. uh, to the plate in the ninth inning, and the other one was Toronto 2-1. to one. They had... I think in the eighth inning. They, they had, had the, bases loaded yeah. in the top of the ninth inning. So you are very correct. The three losses have all come in absolutely, like, very close ways. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, there's just so many ways to chop up games now. Jim, I remember we were hunting for blowout stats so much last year. Um, I think they are now, f- they have five and one in blowout games. Last year they were 20 and 17. That's winning or losing by five plus runs. Uh, it's just any way you cut up the numbers right now, the Yankees are nasty. Um, and, you know, the, the tough conversations are a couple defensive spots, uh, Araldis Chapman. Like it's, Times are groovy, and let's groove, you know? Let's do it. Let's burn game one. We got four games, so let's get yeah. through them. Um, let's not do the lights. Okay. For game That's four. That's fine. We, we'll come up with something new, but I saw a bunch <clears throat> of people in the comments that were like, yeah, that kind of stinks for us, too. Okay. So I think we need a better... We'll rebrand. Uh, we'll rebrand we'll some stuff. A celebration. We'll I had re-brand. an idea I was going to surprise you with and break it out. Nope. That isn't... I think it'll be harsh on the audience. If anything, I just like it? a giant just red, red light. Yeah, that so we're doing no blinking, but just red. Man. I think that's good. But first, we're doing game one. Jake, I am excited to hear what happened. Game one, Yankees, White Sox. Feels like forever ago. It was forever ago, Jake. All I need to do before 
we do this yeah. is find the burn song. I found it. Here we go. Game one. Let's hear it. Burn, Jakey Burn. One of the AL favorites, the Chicago White Sox, try to cease the Yankees' hot streak with Dylan throwing some Frisbees on the bump while Luis tries to be king of the heel, making his first start of the 22 season. Hit the music, Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Tequiero. Two run homers. Giancarlo Stanton, he might have a big series. The White Sox, they bounce back a little bit. Pollock Garcia, couple RBIs. They take the three to two lead. Rizzo! Rizzo, Rizzo triples his pleasure. Tied up at three. Hit the music again, Giancarlo! Another two run homer from Giancarlo Stanton. I'm going to be singing a lot this series. DJ 26 with another hit. Yankees double him up. It's six to three. A little heel. He gets a little wild out there. Wild pitch scores a run. The judge doesn't care. He orders a 456 foot homer. Boogity boogity. Just hurt my hand a little bit. Seven to four. And oh my God, is this a game? Yon Moncada with the three run yacker. We are locked up at sevens, but these Yankees are built different. Jimmy Judge, the infield singer, singer scores two. Stanton, RBI single, scores another two. Donaldson, the three-run homer. It's 14-7. They go for two to make it 15-7 on the Judge sack fly. Yanks go heel to Castro to Litke to Johnny Laza and Chad Yankees take game one 15 to 7. Eh? Eh. Ba, da, 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 da. Boom. I forgot that this game was tied at 7 7 in, in the, the seventh. seventh. I was texting. You, me, and Joe's, we did a lot of texting, texting. this week. Good texting week. Uh, and, dude, I don't. They were set. It was tied 7 7. I didn't have an inch of worry or fear. Right. I'm I'm being delighted. Two things are being reassured for me. Yeah. The Yankees are good. Yes. And the Yankees were good in 18 and 19. Yeah. And 17. And the Yankees were bad in 2020 and 2021. That's like almost, you know, sometimes I, I wonder like, were we too hard last year? Like, mm-hmm. were we just pissing and moaning because we were like in a bad mood? And like, no. This is, and this is beyond good. But, yeah, that's but this it. goes back. This is what 19 and 18 felt like. <laughs> they didn't win series last year. So, I mean, it's it's just such a different feeling. And the same thing with heel. I think that's a conversation here. They start heel because he was more stressed out than Schmidt. Clark. Um, and they wanted innings. At one point, you know, they run him out there when... You're just praying that he can like get some outs and not not ruin the game. And I tweeted like, whatever. This is this is a we are seventeen and one, seventeen and two in our last twenty games. That's good math. And we we got a big stretch, and we want to see what heels got. And that's shit that we were able to do in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. When you just go, let's just see what he's got. And the, and a lot of people tweeted back like, isn't this what we get mad at them for? And I said, well. 
yeah, when they're like scratching and clawing and in a hole and got to climb out, you can't really do this stuff. But it's a different vibe. When the 20 and 21 Yankees did this, it was times they needed a win. It wasn't you were up three runs. And the Yankees, that fourth inning for Hill, they, if you told them you get another inning from Hill, but you give the White Sox a run, they would have shook yeah. hands and made yeah. the deal. Mm-hmm. That That's what that was. So, um, yeah. No, I, and, and that's the only thing where you, you saw me reeling in a little bit. I mean, uh, <laughs> Yankees are now... What's their record after today? Twenty five and nine. Um, so but, yeah, but even, that even, thought process. Even the like, nineteen eighteen Yankees, they are they're doing stuff right now that's special, and that's awesome. Yes, and, and that's awesome. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm I'm not even going to talk about the previous years. Thinking about Cole's hamstring and Fenway. What were we doing? Um, back to Thursday. When was this game? Two months ago. It's Thursday. It's tied seven <laughs> seven in the seventh. Stanton's the man. Didn't have any sweat. Stands the man. They struck out a bajillion times, but when they did put wood on the ball, it was like a guaranteed extra base hit, which was a little odd. And there's a couple things going on here that, like, A, the top four of our lineup, you know, I I think I tweeted out either Thursday or Friday. I said, you know, DJ, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, like, my four versus your top four, roll the ball out there. Like, if your top four outperforms my top four on a given night, like, good. You guys might deserve to win. Because what Stanton and Judge are doing, and when DJ's right, even Rizzo's been a little funkaroony, but what he does to split up those big boys is kind of what we've talked about for years. So um, it feels awesome. Uh, we we continue to roll. I mean, Judge and Stanton combine uh, for 10 RBI. You add Donaldson, you get 13 spot in there. And, yeah, we've got this awesome thing going with our lineup right now that we have that top four. And go look at some of the successful teams in recent baseball. The Atlanta Braves, they had that at the top of their lineup. Go look at uh, the Boston Red Sox team that won their lineup. Like, the I've been Yan- desperate for that. The Yankees have that, but also their the bottom of their lineup is a coin flip, which I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that in a positive way. To, to put together nine guys that are dialed in at the same time is near impossible. But, you know, when you get a... You know, Hickey had a two-hit day today. Joey Gallo's starting to go. Um, Hicksy, RBI walks, will get there. Donaldson with a big day. That, like, you're right. When it's when it's the seventh inning and they tie it back up, but the Yankees in the eighth inning have their top of the order coming up again, you're like, well, Stanton's already gone yard twice, so I don't know what you want to do with that. You definitely don't want to throw a pitch over the plate, as he liked to remind the pitcher, which yeah. is really good. Oh, my God. We yeah, have we'll to get play that, that sound, sound clip up. Maybe later I'll pull it up. Um, and then, awesome. and then, yeah, I mean, well, I, I one thing that I want to say, and then we'll move on to game two. Uh, good for Chad Green gets two innings at the end of the game, slop mm-hmm. time, but gets gets through it, doesn't give a run. Luizaga goes walk home run, uh, and inherited a runner from Litke. Good to see Litke again. I, I'm tired of the uh, not giving our guys clean innings. Like they yeah. brought Litke back out just to face the one pitcher. They did it again later in this series. Uh, Loisaga, I think like the bullpen is so deep and so good. I think that just give them the clean inning and let their stats be their stats and, and not have to clean up runners. But then the other side of my brain says, nah, like let them start learning how to, how to get out of jams. But I, I, I'm a little torn on it where like, we're giving all of our guys, they're not giving clean innings. They're doing it a lot. I, the only time during this series I almost got hot was doing that to Clark. Because, again, 
that's not what he's trained for at all. And he still did a great job. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, they, they are falling back into that a little bit. I do think there's been a couple weird ones. Like, remember that Monty start where he was at like 65 pitches and then he gave up a hit on the first pitch and then it was like, well, we kind of have to go to the bullpen to make sure we win this game. There's been a couple odd ones that haven't been by the book. I definitely think they, especially in this streak with a ton of games, A-Rod Hand came out, in this streak with a ton of games, they believe in that more. They definitely believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I got. Yanks for put game. up 15. Yeah. So, and it was never. Dylan Cease, the strikeout or get hit thing was hilarious for a while. It was, he, he had, I think he had 10 strikeouts at a time and the Yankees were five on five for six when they hit him. They were all like extra base hits. It was nuts. Weird. Game two. Game two is brought to you by Shady Rays, Jim. You I just, look good in yours. I just threw mine on uh, for the first Boeing. Um, didn't want to burn my eyeballs. And that's what Shady Rays is good for. If you're in a fireplace, they'll protect your eyes. Um, or you can wear them to a Rangers game and maybe hide your eyeballs if you're getting emotional. Uh, or a lot of people wear them outside. Uh, yeah. Pr- protect them from the sun. Jim. Summer's coming. I, I'm summer's about to, here, I'm about dog. to wear some sunglasses next Yankee game we go to. Summer is here, dog. Uh, it's warm this weekend. Was sweating. Allergies in Connecticut. My goodness. But my eyes looked good constantly because of Shady Rays. And by the way, every pair is back with their lost and broken replacements. You might think I'm blowing steam up your bum. You wish. Keep dreaming. <laughs> um, if you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. Like, what? Like, I think that's everyone's hesitation with sunglasses. Everyone loses them or breaks them. Shady Rays, they guarantee that they will send you a new pair if you do. And, by the way, they're giving a crazy deal. Code YANKS at ShadyRays.com. 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. So, find two pairs of glasses you like. You go to check out, and you'll be like, okay, wow, this wasn't bad. I'm getting two nice sunglasses. You type in code YANKS, you just cut the price in half. Boom. Bing, bang, bong. www.shadyrays.com. Code YANKS. 50% off two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Oh. Yeah, maybe I'll do that as before the burn. You're a lot of talking to you. Let's do burn number two. Nestor Cortez is understudy. Garrett Cole on the bump while the White Sox hope two V's combine for a W. Whoa, do that at home. Vince Velasquez twirling it for your Chicago White Sox in the first. Hit the music, Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. To run homer, Yankees up. Hicks, this, Hicks, this, Hicks. RBI double will take it. 3 nothing. DJ on the RBI ground out. It's for Donaldson. Purple rain, purple rain. Ooh, that'll get you going. And then the judge orders this game to basically end. It's 6 nothing. Yankees after four. Balk! Oh, that'll piss off Garrett. That was a fun one. We'll talk about that. 6-1. to one. Joey doesn't care. He sends him to the gallows. It's 7-1 Yankees. Uh, but Garrett was three sheets to the wind as he gives up three earned runs, ending on the Gavin Sheets two-run yacker. Donaldson, I'll have what he's having. He hits another homer. Tyner Falefa, the sack fly, is underrated. Joe's will tell you. White Sox push one across. Couldn't 
care less. How about your Nat King Cole shit? Garrett to my king, my king. That's it, that's all. Call the fuzz. It's a 10-4 victory. You're calling the fuzz? It's a 10-4. I like it. You don't have to make the ch noise. Mm. It's a Saving Silverman reference for those that like fucking artwork. I take back that F word. I'm sorry. Okay. To all the kids. Okay. All my kids. Um, yes. I don't know. Is there a conversation to be had here? Yankees go up 6 nothing. Garrett Cole looks, I mean, dominant again early. Kind of no BS dominant. The balk is low-key hilarious because DJ hates playing first. And Garrett. Oh, and DJ doesn't give a frustrated. shit about Garrett's feelings. No. Like, and neither does Rizzo. Garrett was kind of happy with the balk. He's like, go tell them I don't want to be over here. Mm-hmm. We've got a first baseman that can play every day. You mean DJ was happy? Yes. Garrett wasn't happy because he wants a shutout. DJ was like, tell them, dude. Well, you know, I've, uh, you know, it's funny. Because this is the game with the, all the, the Kiner misplays and Cole giving Kiner, like, the biggest sympathy act in the world, which is a little off-putting for me. Like, Cole, you're an asshole to everyone, and, and then you're going to choose one guy to baby? It's like, I don't know. It's... It's nice. I did this with the McFlies. Uh, you did? Is, you had a conversation was, this about this? Uh, I'm interested to hear your take because I think a lot of people are going to disagree with my input, but I hate pity play. I hate pity sympathy. If you ever watch me play a sport, like if I was kinder, I'd be I'd be mad. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like you're you're a dick to everyone, but you're going to Jim per usual treat me with kid gloves. Per usual, Joe Stradamus was all over it. I didn't like it. Um, okay, which, I'm glad. I thought I might be coming off no, like a. You're, you're right. A lot of there was a lot of Twitter that was like, "I love that from Cole," and would and, like it if he did it all the time to everybody. And it's and it's okay. And this is what happened because that's what I said. I said, "Hey McFlies, hey McFly," um, and I was like, "You know what? I, this might be weird. I didn't really like that." Um, I was like, I would have loved if like they had the if we came back the next inning and then in the dugout Cole game like a little I got you. Like, that's what we no, like. The fist pound on the mound was hot. Joe's was all over it. What did he say? The second IKF made that error, Garrett Cole told himself, I'm going to pick up my teammate and I'm going to strike out this next batter. Garrett Cole is premeditated. Yeah. We okay. saw it with the hattie, the Vladdy tip of the hat. So the moment Garrett Cole strikes out that hitter, he says, I picked up my guy, turns and points. So it was all premeditated by Garrett, and Joe's being the lovely, wholesome hugger he is, he was like, I don't hate the thought process. I like Garrett digging deep to strike out a player to pick up his guy. Garrett Cole did it in the Garrett Cole hint of weird that he has. So, yeah, I... No, not a big, de- not a big deal at, at all. No, it was... And I was like, when he did the, the, the fist pump and, like, made Izzy, like come back to the mound to, like, dap him up. I was like, what, the, what are we doing here? Like, he's not he's not a rookie in his first game. Right. He's a fucking big leaguer. Yeah. Shortstop. Treating him weird. It That should have happened in the dugout. Like, yeah. I got you, Doug. Okay. I know right. you'll get me back. I got you. Instead. Again, I just, I just kind of laughed at it. I was like, well, no, that's it, it was very Garrett. Cole hates everyone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, they threw a guy named Bennett Salsa. Hey. Hey. Just an update for you. And then King comes in after Cole, uh, four-run lead. And I was happy with this because they wanted to stretch him back out. I don't know what the pitch count ended up being for King. 36. So that was something that we Kinda were... we wanted, yeah. We wanted. We wanted him to be back in the 35, get up to like the high 30s again. Mm. Um, so not a high leverage. To use one of your best pitchers, it's a four, it's four-run lead, but I think they need to keep him stretched out like that. So I was yeah. kind of happy with... Uh, Do we think is Cole two. getting an award later? Or I don't have one lined up for him. I don't think so. Um well I'll get this out there now and if I have to put my tail between my legs, I don't care. Um just something to watch with Cole as he gets clipped in the, the sixth inning. And if you remember, you know, he was basically a perfect pitcher for three or four starts, uh, except for that hundred fourteenth pitch to who is that? Not Cole Calhoun's. It was Cole Calhoun, the Coles. The Coles, yeah. Um Pack Sundays. That you know, it was a thing with Garrett a year or two ago that it was like, you know, when he, after his 75th pitch, the numbers kind of went down a little yeah. bit. He's kind of, the numbers are starting to do that again. So just something to keep an eye on as we go on through the season. And, I mean, kind of every starting pitcher has that, except for Amber Valdez because he's a sexual creature. Um, but, no, man, I mean, here here we are again. 10-4 ten, ten Yankees. They were up 6 nothing, And the White Sox just felt like sad. Yeah. Well, the next day, the UI Tucks felt really sad. They needed a win. They need a fight. Yeah. So the next day, they got a little something. And now we move on to game yeah. three. Burn. Jakey. Burn. Like 2014 through 16 for me, it's the full Monty versus Dallas. As the Southpaws, Jordan and Keichel get it started. In the south side. Is it the south side or the north side? I always get it confused. South. It's the south side. I thought I had it. Louis Robert. Never say that right. RBI single. Scores TA7. And then Moncada. Moncada, Moncada, Moncada. He goes solo dolo. It's 2 nothing. Monty was scuffling. Only way to put it was struggling to locate. That's okay. Top eight. Two to one Yankees after Junker. No, you don't have to hit the music. It's an RBI single. That scores one. In the ninth, we're leaving in Higgy runners on, and he gets the sack fly, a little Higgy pop. Oh, no, IKF thrown out at third to score the run. That really chaps my ass, man. As Araldis comes in, and speaking of not having it, boogity, 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 an ugly performance by Araldis. Yanks get walked off on Tim Anderson bobblehead night. Don't like that. White Sox win three to two. Yankees lose and don't care. Uh, Keiko dicing him up. Yeah, I mean he induced Flashbacks. he induced no hard hit balls. Is tip of the hat to him. He was kind of pitching for like. Not his spot, but he needed a good start pretty bad. They they signed... Who'd they sign? The White Sox signed Cueto. They got guys coming back. And it's so funny. I mean, baseball, that uh, Cease and Kopech had been so good for the White Sox, and Keuchel had been so bad, and well, that's baseball Susan a little bit. Monty had no idea what to throw. 
Yeah. I talk about Monty's pitch mix a lot and how he usually finds what pitch is working the best for him and then rides that out. He said in his post game, he was like, I didn't have any pitch. And you look at the, the, the pitch usage per game, this is the closest he's ever been to all four pitches being mm. uh, thrown at the same. Like he was just searching. Hunting. He he had the curveball at 20%, the, the four seam at 24, the changeup at 25, and the sinker at, at 29. So usually he finds the top two and runs with them. Um, he was not in – he didn't know what to do. And whatever, he deserves a bad game. Hope it would be nice if they could – Get him some support. I mean, I thought about yeah. doing an award for that because the numbers are, are really jarring. Like, don't make Monty's day a bad day. Right now, yeah. they have how many losses on the season? And, like, like 70% of their losses come on Monty starts. It's like, come on, let's not. Don't yeah. make Monty day a bad day. That's what I say. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those weird things that people are, you know, people are starting to get theories. I saw tweets that were like you know it's Monty's energy it's like no it's the weird no, happenstance of baseball and uh it sucks for Monty and it, I know how this story ends there will be a day on a Monty star where the Yankees put up a 12 burger and they say oh Monty. I bet Monty wishes they could have shared these over the last four starts and it's like well that's baseball uh Paulie was on it uh he was like you know I think Monty's at his best best when the curveball's right and yeah. I think that was the furthest pitch from being I right agree. on on this day um you know I think there's an argument that when Monty's got his good changeup he, he can make guys look foolish but I I guess Monty's been having a <laughs> a really good start to this year it's just being overshadowed by guys having incredible starts to their year and uh I don't know uh, there's two ways to see this. Let's I mean, see. in the end, he only allowed two earned runs. He he didn't make it out of the fifth inning, but that's a he didn't lose the game for them on a night where we're acting like he had the worst start of his season. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's I think I think that's where we'll end up with the positive spin zone with a good Monty bounce back. Is like this has a chance to be Monty's bad start. Uh, so when you put it like that, things are pretty good. Um, I, I I guess we'll see. You know, let's let's see what the next start looks like. Uh, no concern over Monty. But uh, yeah, he's you know he's gonna want to bounce back. He said his timing, his timing on everything kind of felt wrong, batter to batter. So um, I don't know. I, again, in this world of Yankees euphoria, we're in uh, Monty something to track, but the concern level is low. Low. Uh, you have anything else in this game? Do you want to talk uh, the kind of Falafel play, or are we saving that? Ye. Uh, I'm not. I don't believe. So, let me check the stat page quick because I don't know if we. <sighs> I don't know. Um, Kiner, no, let's do it now. It shouldn't be an award. Um, MF is pretty tough. MF Just... will be tough, and if it ends up back there, who cares? Yeah, it's uh. Fuck, that's tough, man. It's a tough. MF here's there. the best way to phrase it. Jack Curry went in on IKF after oh the game. God, dude. Were you watching? Yes. Okay, because that was another. I texted you and Joe's, and I was like, damn, Curry's going kind of in on him. If anyone didn't watch, can I just recap what happened on the Please. postgame? Kiner Fluffer owned up to it. He said, "Yeah, I was a bonehead play. Uh, he was like, I was not trying to bait it so the run scored, because some people were like, that isn't a thing. I was not trying to do that. I, I was just thought I could get to third base. It's a bad play. I'll learn from it. Great 
great. Accountability is amazing. Kiner Falefa, when it's perfect not game time, is a 10 out of 10 Yankee. Po- he loves perfect. the physicals. Yeah. He did the pregame, went on the field early the next day. Yeah, yeah. He's per- per- the yeah. Great, great interview. They come back to the studio, yes, postgame, and Jack Curry's like, well, I don't know if he learned from it because this is the second time he's done this, and the last time he said he was going to learn from it, and they show the second time he did it where he got thrown out at second. Um, acted like he was trying to bait the runner, and, yeah. and, and Curry's like, and Boone said after that that is not a play they want to happen or to do. So I don't know uh, if he learned. That's what Curry did. I was like, damn, yeah. Jack. Like, and it yeah, went, got after him. I, I just think a bonehead play. It, it's dumb. The, the thought processes are natural, and I think a lot of Yankee fans went through this with the, you know, it, trying to draw a throw to score, or if it goes over his head, going to third, and then you're like, okay, we lost, but we gave the White Sox hell again, and we're in this crazy winning streak. Should I kind of let it go? And then I think everyone sat on it for like five minutes. I was like, fuck that. Sorry for another F-bomb. Wow. DJ and Judge were coming. DJ and Judge. Take so the bad that's where you could spin it a lot of other ways. Uh with different parts of the lineup or different game situations or not in a winning streak. It's inexcusable, and and I think that's where IKF screwed himself, and I think that's where Jack was more mad. I think IKF lied on the first time it happened because I think he was trying to bait the throw because that was going to be a closer play. The first time. Yes. It still didn't really matter or work. He was safe no matter what. This time, uh, it was just inexcusable. Uh, I think... I think he genuinely thought there was a chance it would go over the third baseman's head. Either way, it didn't matter. You had Pollock, who has a yellow light arm, as we all know from watching Yankee yeah, games. Yellow light, yeah. um, and it was a deep ball, and it was Gallo, who, who moves really well for uh, a fella his size. So like, And you're fast. You're not like Rizzo trying to get to third so you score on the single. Right. Like you're kind of, whatever. I, yeah. my, my first tweak was in part of his interview, you know, it would have been third with one out where uh, an out would have scored him. So I do get that thought process, but it's DJ and Judge. And, like, that's that's inexcusable. You know, we can talk soft sand in Chicago. Um, we can talk running hot or cold at the plate. Um, you can't do that. You can't do that. So um, that was tough, and, yeah, I think we all uh, – I think we were all kind of in our, all right, you know, we can't win every game. But then it was like, damn, I think we could have, though. I think we could have. They also didn't hit. Keiko just shut him down. Yeah, Keiko. That's, uh, you know, that's, I, I think we could have a fun conversation with the White Sox or the Yankees analytics that if the Yankees and White Sox were playing a playoff series tomorrow, a lot of nerds would be yelling, throw, uh, throw Cease, throw Kopech. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the Yankees side would say, okay. Yeah, cool. As long as it's not Keiko, dude. That torments us. Does. Clark comes into this game, 2.2, two hits, looks good. Good yeah. job by Clark. Clack. Oh, and then Chappie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh. he probably gets talked about later. Yeah. All right, let's move on that. then. Game four, this one happened recently. This, like, just happened. Do dog. you have a burn? Yeah. Wow. Look at Jake, though. Yeah. What a pro. Let's do it. Game four. Burning the burn. Mm. Like a hungover Sunday meal, let's get nasty with Garrett Cole's idol, Nestor Cortez Jr. 
versus the White Sox and Michael as they try to co-peck away at a series split. Ooh, top second. Oh, boy. We are walking in the sticks. Hicks, your RBI walk leader since 2017. That scores one. DJ26 with another. No, he walks. He does the same thing. It's 2 nothing. Yank. Trevino, he scores on a wild pitch. Thank you for the free runs. It is 3-0 Yankees. Jim, it stay that way into the eighth until Adam finds the right angle on a home run. 3-1. Nestor Cortez was special. Eight innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Boogity, boogity, boogie. Jim, top nine. How about your guy go? Hey, I'm Joey. Nice to meet you. Joey Gallo with the big insurance home run to make it 5-1, to one, Yanks. That would be your final. Jim, we go Nestor to Clay Holmes. Ho, ho, ho. Put it into my veins. Yankees win 5-1 and take the series 3 out of 4. Donkey to a horse? I mean, yes, literally. Okay. Yes. You know what? That was a huge victory, just to let you know. Okay. A series split would have felt awful. Awful. For how bad the White awful. Sox looked and how good the Yankees are. A series split, walking away from there, like, wait, we didn't win more than they did? Would have felt really bad. Jim, sometimes I don't, well, <laughs> I was going to say sometimes I don't peacock my feathers, um, but there are certain times when I peacock my feathers pretty hard. I was in no doubt mode today. Um like the most confidence in a Yankees win I've been before a game in a long time. Uh between what Nestor's been doing and the fact that like Hendricks burned himself out yesterday. It would have been the second time seeing Graveman if he rolled out like the White Sox didn't have a pitching path to victory today. They did not. So um I was never consigned. I mean, that that one Kopech inning, hilarious. Uh, I mean, Joey Gallo draws a 3-2, two-out walk, and then the wheels just fall off. IKF gets him. He loses control, and, and the Yankees get some freebie runs where it's just like, hey, you just cannot do that to this team. How many times have we talked about good Red Sox teams that if you give them an inch, it just feels like it's over. I think it's a little bit of a Fenway effect, and it's a little bit of a Red Sox effect, but it feels like if you see a team boot a ball against the Red Sox, it turns into four runs instantly. Whew. Like, you give the Yankees f- three free ones today, and you're just not going to win. They just said, Nestor, you're, you're up. We're out. And he was perfect in the inning surrounding that inning, Kopech. So what was that? It was pretty bizarre. I mean, I think he kind of got shook by the Joey Gallo walk. Um, it was 3-2. He spit on one, and I think... <laughs> I texted Peter Moylan uh, last night. Friend. Farm to fame. Braves broadcaster now. Called his first game. Congrats, Peter. Hey, hey! Because um, Hendricks was in, and Peter's an Aussie and a big baseball fan and a bullpen guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent a text that I'll edit for this a little bit, but uh, Gallo walked against Hendricks, and Hendricks let out a spit and a grin that was very much the Australian facial expression for, like, swing you P-word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. Kopech got rattled. 
I, I think it was like I'm basically out of an inning to then it was like, wait, there's runners on first and second? Like, what's going on? Um, and honestly, like, not a shot at Kopech. Super talented, 26. He doesn't have a ton of MLB experience yet. And I think, like, this is why young guys in baseball experience is a huge factor. I, I think he just, he got straight rattled that inning. Otherwise, he was gross. Yankees didn't have a lot of swings and misses at all against him. But he was perfect around that inning for a while. I don't know how it, I forget how it ended. Nestor's great. Uh, big home run by Gallo. That's it. And Donaldson's probably a big story of game three. And then, I mean, Clay Holmes would have been a bigger bigger story at the end of this game. But uh, with the insurance runs, he comes in and ERA is now under .5. And Nestor has one of the best ERAs in the AL, or the best ERA in the AL? His ERA, I think, went down this game to one three five. Is Nest Nestor's in the All-Star game? Might be starting it. Nestor Cortez starts the All-Star game. You will lick your own ass. Try. Okay, fair. Fair's fair. I'm just saying. A lot of people at home that think they're too proud to... Try. Mix it up with a finger down there. Let's move on to awards, the second half of the show. And who is bringing those to us? Is it our dear friend, GM? Uh, I wasn't going to be, but now it will be. It's Greg Morris Cards, people. My name is Greg Morris, and I want your stuff. He was going to be the pride because he's a proudful man, Greg Morris Cards. you Real ones might remember. Greg Morris Cards, the most trusted sports card seller on the planet, sells over 80,000 sports cards every month. What are you doing? Nothing. Uh, Over 2,000 a day, um, over a million cards in 2021. GMC, Greg Morris Cards, is known for selling vintage, also the modern stuff. Shohei, Trout, Judge, Happis, Soto, all the young players, too. We know Trevor Plouffe's super into that. Torkelson, Witt Jr., Jordan, Free combined shipping when you order two or more cards. Uh, Go to gregmorriscards.com, see their inventory, um, and follow Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, GMC, Greg Morris Cards, to see their content and deals. This month only, when you check out, send them a message through eBay saying you heard about GMC through John Boy. J-O-M-B-O-Y, and get $5 off your order of 50 or more. Go to Greg Moore, www.gregmorriscards.com. Go check it out. If you're in the cards world, please go contact Greg Morris. So this is this is, this is for to buy cards? Yes. The last time we did an ad read, it was the flip side. It was because he does both sides. Yeah. And he buys your stuff, and it was like, Greg Morris wants to buy your stuff. He does, right. and he still does. He just didn't want you to tell us that right now. Yeah, great. Well, that is I love leads Greg us Morris. right in, too. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. It's pride of the Yankees. I get to go first. Wow. What do you think that is? Um, how unholy you are. Okay. I spent all day today uh, in my church. Mm. So, Okay. Uh, the TikTok diner. You going to Floreal? For three. No, I'm not. And, and this is a tough one because I want to give it to both guys, and I have an angle for both guys that really? I think deserve it. Um, There's a few guys. I think it's too... Well, we'll see. Um, so I'll go uh, Stanton. Okay. 
with my first one. It's a good one. Stan has nine Why? RBIs this series. Why does Stanton get it? Eight hits this series, 500 batting average over the four games, mm-hmm. a 556 on base percentage. Mm-hmm. Keuchel didn't allow any hard-hit games, hard-hit balls in game three, and Stan said, fine, I'll play your game, and he has three softly-hit balls. Yeah. I'm not just a masher, dude. No. I can put it in play and sprint down the line. Yeah. Like, shut up, Keiko. And that's why he's my pride of the Yankees. He didn't get Keikold? No. Game one, three hits, yeah. two homers. Game two, two hits, one homer. Game three, three hits, all singles. Game four, took it off. Because it was Nestor yeah. Day, and he was just like, I'm fucking done, guys. I'm going to relax. I'm tired. All those singles yesterday was exhausting. Exhausting, yeah. going to run the bases? Uh, Stan is, uh, I mean, when Stan is hot, man. Yeah. God, I mean, Judge is hot as well right now, and they're both hot at the same time, and you don't, it's very rare. Uh, you'd like it not to be as rare as it is, but when it's, when it happens, it's special. It's special. It's the type of shit where, like, when we're old men, we'll be like, when those guys were hot at the same time, it was a nightmare. But um, before today, he had four uh, multi-hit games in a row. And before today, his numbers on the month of May, 11 games, 356 batting average, 417 bat or on base percentage. So the singles are somewhat important I mean, in an honest way. Like, he's not just hitting home runs. He is getting on base and hitting the ball and doing multiple different things. And when he does connect, man. We genuinely don't appreciate it. I know I say some Yankee stuff like that about the bullpen sometimes and Judge and Stanton. But, uh, yeah, like I was talking to my Uncle Rick this weekend. Shout out. Uh, big his, Pirates fan. His Pirates had a tough one today. No and, hit loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There will be texts. Um, but, you know, we were talking about Pirates top prospect O'Neill Cruz. No, who they Reds. They had a great day. Pirates won. But got no hit. One run, no hits. One nothing win. Um, O'Neill Cruz, their super prospect, they're keeping in the minors for manipulation, rumors, um, who actually they called up last year. And O'Neill Cruz is like a exit velo specialty, like 120 plus, like that rare Stan Judge air. Um, and I think in his three games, like he has the <laughs> two hardest hit balls in Pirates history. And we just forget because we see Stanton hit it 118 off the bat and we see Judge hit it 116 off the bat that we're like, oh, there's guys that do that. No, it's them and Otani. And we just have two of them. Vladdy. And, and yeah, and <laughs> Vladdy can catch a couple too. There's a couple guys, okay? But Judge and Stanton, we see it like every series. They hit a baseball about as hard as you can. Judge hit one 456 this series. Um, Stanton's awesome, and man, the way they were oppo fielding the White Sox in the early games, I mean, that just felt like, that felt like slapping another team across the face. Oh, this is where you guys play? Do you mind if we use that? Yeah. Mean. Like, a lot of players don't, I want to phrase this right. A lot of players don't hit opposite field home runs easily. Like, I, I don't know how to say that. Like, uh, Aaron Hicks, who's a, a, a really good baseball player, 
like hitting an opposite field home run, like righty, if he finds the porch, I think he's done that a couple times. Like a lefty Hicks opposite field home run, that's very hard for him, and he's a really good baseball player. Like Judge Stanton Donaldson doing that all in the first like 10 innings. I mean, that's it's a little messed up. A little messed up. Proud of you, G. Now Tell you him get- that next time you see him. No. Okay. Uh, Jim, I think you expect me to go somewhere else, or maybe you didn't, and I just totally misread it. Um, I'm going Nestor. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we're I on didn't, the same. I didn't think there was a third option. We're on the same page here. Uh, reminder, eight innings pitched, three hits, one earned run. Jim, as you just mentioned, and it's a throwback to early Eight talk. innings pitched. Eight innings pitched. It's a throwback to early talking Yanks awards. Um, like you said, this record day would have been a lot different. I mean, if if Nestor threw out a, a six innings, three earned runs today, a quote-unquote quality start, we could be having a bad time. We'd be having a real bad time. Uh, he did not. He did not. He went eight innings, one earned, 99 pitches, seven strikeouts, and just dominant. Just dominant. Grab the ball, throw it. Um, it's awesome to watch. Was this a two-and-a-half-hour game? Uh, He's incredible. He's leading the AL in ERA. We've flown past. We were so nervous for a while that he was going to Cinderella us and turn into a pumpkin. We got over that, and we were like, you know what? Let's wear it, wear it proud. We are with Nestor. He's done more than enough for us to go to war with him. And then, I don't know if it's confidence or just constant improvement or the other teams are, like, scared now. But we've landed in in a whole nother area. We've landed in All Star Game Cy Young area. So I love me some Nestor, and I hope you love him too. I do, I do. That one inning, third, fourth inning. I don't know what it was. I tweeted about it. I, I want to go re- rewatch it. It was eight nine one, but it was that was nuts. It was a ten pitch three strikeout inning. But man, he was it was masterful. Let's see. In the third inning, like, in the third inning, he struck out the side on yeah. ten pitches. Yeah. Did you see that? McGuire, Harrison, Anderson. Yeah. Like McGuire, he got on the sidearm slider, dropped it in. I think Anderson, he went like seventy-five miles per hour, seventy-five miles per hour, and then and then went outside. He was going inside, outside. He was going sidearm, upright, fastball, ninety-two, seventy-five. Like it was. He. If people forget that Dallas, Dallas Keuchel was one of the best pitchers in baseball for a while, 2015, Cy Young, he was really nasty against the Yankees. There was a couple times when Keuchel found it yesterday, and it was torment. I, I forget I forget if it was Donaldson, but there was one at bat where he, or no, I think he just put Higgy in, in like an art masterpiece, like a book on pitching. And Nestor has that, where, you know, I think it was, Hard stuff away, hard stuff away, slow stuff away, and then you're just set up. Yeah. If that cutter's in on your hands, you're screwed. Or if he throws you the soft stuff away, it ends up out of the zone and you're screwed. Like uh, He's putting people in, in the spin cycle right now, and it's <laughs> like he's making it look easy. Yeah. All right, next up is... You Yankee motherfucker. Ooh. I don't have an obvious one here because uh, I think it's hard. So I, I have I have one to leave you if if you want it. But if you don't want it, it's fine. I got awards later. But I uh, I'm not going uh, 
I'm going with Loisaga, actually. Okay. I uh, And it's kind of a, a tipping point a little bit here with Johnny, who I love and I want to trust dearly. Uh, he's given up earned runs in his last two outings. He's now given up earned runs in one, two, three, four, five of his 14. His ERA, which I won't even say because I, I don't think ERA, uh, I don't think reliever ERA is, is necessary. But he's given up a hit or a walk in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of his 14 outings. Ten of 14 is hit or walk. This guy was lights out last year. And if you go look at his baseball savant, a lot of it's blue. Mm. He's not getting beat on the margins. He's getting hit hard. The expecting batting average is six percentile. And I want to be able to trust Johnny. Mm. And something's going on. It's either dead arm, fatigue. I don't know. I don't know what they do. They have a lot of options here. That's the lucky thing. But... Need some clean outings out of him. Need a tinker. We need a report. Like, we need, like, Meredith to say, actually, they think they found something. It was this or this or this or that. Something tangible of, like, note, I think. Because it's, it's it's not looking good right now. Yeah, we uh, we got something for you to work on, Matt Blake. Um, yeah, so the, the blue bubbles on Baseball Savant are a little concerning because it's, you know, we talk about eye test and... Uh, expected results, you know, the fastballs down a mile per hour, the changeups down two mile per hour, everything else. Well, they're also just, um, they're just killing the fastball right now. I mean, it's got a, it's got a 398 expected batting average. It's got a 824 expected slugging. Yeah. It's got a 650 slugging. So they're just, guys are just killing the, the, his sinker, his two seamer. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm i kind of the last person to jump here, but you almost wonder, like, tipping? Like, that's that's how that's how nuts these numbers kind of look yeah. to me. Um, and, yeah, hey, if there's, a, if there's ever a time to figure it all out, it's, you know, May when the team is just winning everything they run into and your worst option out of the bullpen, like Wandy Peralta, is nasty. So, sorry, Wandy Ricochet. Sorry, Wandy. Might kick my ass. <laughs> Who is your Yankee MFer? Jim, I'll take the layup, and I, I guess it's kind of fun to even pair them together. But it's Chapman. Yeah. Um, you know, Chapman comes in uh, to the tied game, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's now been a few times this year when you can just. It doesn't look right, and maybe the other thing around it, uh, which was a popular conversation, was Tim Anderson getting on base and speed messing with him. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny how a lot of these conversations are coming full circle that we used to pin, you know, we used to pin a lot on Gary. Um, but, you know, like, Raldis Chapman holding on base runners. I mean, th- that was always a joke. The pitching staff being kind of hard to catch was always tough. Um, you know, I think is Higgy leading the league in pass balls or something like that. That was a stat the other day, but um, no, I mean it. It just <laughs> if you were a Yankee fan watching the ninth inning, I think everyone just kind of like, oh, we're not getting anyone up. 
Like, you were just kind of praying that somehow a double play ball ended up somewhere. And, hey, credit to Louis Rubber. Um, he hits the thing, uh, and it squeaks past Rizzo, and that's it. That's all. But, yeah, man, I mean, Chapman, he, he had a clean sheet going ERA-wise. Um, and, yeah, it's just, I mean, the walks. Yeah, the only thing you can say about Chapman right now is this is the Eraldis Chapman story. It's not June yet, so he's not going to look good. And that was that was the only hopeful spin was it just got hot in Chicago that he was sweating, sweating, so you're like... June, oh. but it's also like uh, yeah. the miles on the arm. Yeah. So that's the only, I think, the hopeful spin right here uh, that you have is somewhat used to... Bad starts from Chapman. Last year, he had a good start, and then absolutely faltered uh, halfway. But, yeah, I think career ERA in May is three. Um, so, yeah, that's like my spin for you. Yeah, and it's uh, people people like their jump to conclusions, Matt. Um, it's a wait-and-see thing with Chapman. You know, everyone kind of wants to be hot and say, like, we can't trust this guy come October, whatever it is. Let's see what it looks like, because there's been times when I can trust that guy come October, and he looks gross and unhittable. And there's some times when he loses his own, and it ain't pretty, and we got other options right now. Which um, is an award I was going to give out, but I'll just yeah. say it here, because uh, it's a good name. The award that I was going to give out was, does he know that award? To Chapman? I don't know who it's Taboon, I guess, oh, or Chapman, okay. both. Taboon-Chapman uh, hybrid award. I don't know who, you tell me who would, I guess Chapman. Say, say the award again. Do Does you, he know that? Does he know that? Award. That's tricky, huh? K asked Boone why he used Chapman in the ninth when the save situation would have had to happen in the 10th, and he said, well, you know, we don't have a closer. It's, we got a lot of guys back there that can close games, and Chapman's going to get used in... A lot of spots, and everyone's going to mix and match for matchups. I'm like, oh, so the Yankees are closer by committee? Right. Did you tell Chapman? Yeah. Does he know? He doesn't. I don't think you told him. You bring him into a tie game, and he didn't know why? But it's smart. You've been asking for it for a while, and it's how baseball operates now. And you saw Clay Holmes get up for the closed situation, uh, closed situation now. But, yeah, so... According to Boone, what he told Kay, Chapman might get more saves opportunities than other guys, but he's not guaranteed to get the save opportunity. That's interesting. And I think Boone will do a dance. Like, you know, if I, I think he's going to be looking for excuses for a while. Like if Chapman throws pitches the night before or something like that. Like, I, I think he'll want to dance around it. But, I mean, if if there was a playoff game tomorrow, give me Clay Holmes in the ninth over Chappie. Like I, I I'm sorry, um, you know Chapman. What he's so good at is being dominant, and if he's not dominant, then you find the cracks in Chapman. Where, I mean, if there's a good base runner out there that you just gave him a double, um, and also not all this is shots fired at Chapman. Clay Holmes has been ridiculous. Like, the way Mike King is pitching, I can't wait for the first time Boone hands the ball to Mike King and says, finish it up in, like, a three-to-one game. Because I'm ready for that. What's that look like? What's that feel like? He was about to do that last call start. And, by the way, like, let's let's do that. So, if we need that come later in the year, 
Which, by the way, how much have we talked about when the Yankees were doing seven-game playoffs and not pitching guys on back-to-back days that if there was a, you know, this is where Yankee fans get to start dreaming, if there was an ALCS and, you know, that game three, they go, you know, Chad, Johnny, Clay, and Chapman, whatever it is, game four, Nestor goes seven perfect innings or whatever he does, and then you can just go Kitten. And you say, get two innings. And then you have a fully rested bullpen for a game. Like, hey, I know we're D-Draymond big, and we should be talking about Chicago White Sox series, but these are the things that, like, hey, while we're having fun, let's have fun and make some plans and see what works and see what guys are built for. And, uh, yeah, Chapman, again, currently kind of a problem, walking a lot of guys. That could change. We could snap our fingers. It could be 4th of July, and we're like, whoa, look at the streak Chapman's on. Like, he's still... He still has that on the tank, and you're right. I think the thing we monitor is, does he start to tick up? Like, the fastball's down yeah. a mile per hour, too. Um, is it a buildup, or is it, you know, Raldis Chapman's 34 now, and it looks different? It's true. All right, let's... We got... Wait, what time do we went out? We got 15 minutes? Yeah, 15. Regular out of Jim, I told you about Greg Morris cards. Yes. Some people say he's a little old school. I don't agree with those people. I think he's the right school. But if you're a little more new school, you might want to check out Candy. Candy is the official NFT partner for Major League Baseball. You've probably seen them. They were on the Yankees outfield. They're, they're all over everything. They take the thrill of card collecting, and they make it digital. They do blind packs. You don't know what's inside, but you might get something cool. Cracking some wax. They've got five levels of rarity core, uncommon, rare, epic, legendary. The packs have been dropping every week except this week. The next one drops May 24th and then May 31st. Uh, go purchase it. MLB.candy.com. Set up an account at candy.com MLB. I'm on there, by the way. By clicking the link in the description and start your collection today. If you're into the NFTs and you're about it, or if you've been thinking about it, go check out Candy, the official NFT partner of Major League Baseball, candy.com slash MLB. I'll go first, and I'll just tell you my award and why, and then we can uh, just keep this train rolling. I am giving out the Typecast Award. Okay. Maybe it's like the Typecast Warning Award. Your signature Typecast Warning Award. Signature Typecast Warning Award. I think I know who you're giving it to because we talked about it a little bit, but who are you giving it to? It's not... No, it's not that, It's actually. not I'm Edwin Encarnacion. It's not Edwin. It's actually, it's not who you're thinking of either. Shit, man. It's Glaber Torres. Okay. Well, I should have guessed. I was going to guess Glaber. Did I get it? Is Glaber's the correct answer. Okay. Now, we've talked about Glaber's splits righty-lefty. He's Yay. been crushing righties. Lefties. His, lefties. His numbers against righties are getting better, but they're not great. In game one or two, I forget what it was, Glaber starts on the bench. He comes in as the pinch hitter. He draws a really nice walk, then then gets a single in his next at-bat. So as a pinch hitter on the season, he's two for three, two RBIs, a walk, some game winners in clutch spots, crushes lefties. Glaber, don't get typecast because I see the Yankees seeing this shit and saying, actually, Glaber, we like you as our drag and drop guy. 
We're going to get you two at-bats, but they're going to be later in the game uh, when we see you can best find us, fit, and your starts are going to get limited. He didn't start today. He's in the rotation. He's starting, but let's start crushing some righties, and then let's have like like an awful pinch hit day here or there, I guess, if it doesn't hurt the result of the game. But yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's like kind of like what Voight fell into last year. It was the worst defensive option out of all the options. He crushed one side of the ball, and he was really good as a pinch hitter. Glaber's younger. He's got more value. Um, he's got a bigger career. He's got a lot. You don't want to, like, stifle a career here, but he's really good coming up clutch spots. And they might they might see this down the stretch and go, ah, Glaber, you're going to be our drag and drop guy. So, little warning to Glaber. I love what you're doing. Yeah. You're getting there. But just be careful. Start hitting righties. Start hitting some some righties, Glaber, and and he's been going. And hey, he's still, you know, he's he's a part of this rotation where we got bodies. Oh, I just saw a big Joe's mix fly smell that puts a little lead in my dolphin. But man, I I mean, Glaber has been playing a. He got off to a slow start. Uh, you could butter knife his numbers a bunch of different ways. The last twenty games, two seventy seven and eight twelve OPS. Like that's some pretty good Glaber Torres. But you're right, Jim. Uh, you know we know how the Yankees operate, and they they use numbers, and then they'll try to execute on those numbers. And if it works, they start Peacock. And I mean, Aaron Hicks got slid down to the ninth spot because they're like, "Ooh, could we get a little double leadoff going?" By the way, might not hate it. Um, you don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, it, you know, I think the Orioles series is coming up. Like, Glaber, you've been playing a great brand of baseball. And, dude, I guess the perfect example, remember when the talk was the first game of the series, Glaber didn't get the start after basically winning the last game with five RBI. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's got to confuse young Glaber a little bit. Um, but he looks happy and good, so. Yeah. All right, what's your first award? Jim, my first award, and I don't want you to swing at me. Big night. Wow. And I'm not stealing your award that we might have talked about that you might still be giving out. We'll see. Okay. That's called a teaser in the biz. I'm going to give out a stepping stone award. Oh, I like a stepping. You're allowed to give a stepping stone award out. Um, well, you're not stealing him. No. S- uh oh! You giving this to Higgy? No, no. I like Higgy though. Who are you giving it to? Jim, the Stepping Stone Award, one of the most famous awards in Talking Yanks history. Donaldson. Okay. One of your, uh, you started as a signature award. It's tied to you. I didn't want to give out the first of the year, but I also kind of did. I and like it, Jim. How I many times that to the to the public? How many times? Have you heard me saying, like, and when's the Donaldson series going to happen? When's the Donaldson series going to happen? Jake's always making jokes. Always joking. Josh Donaldson. He hits two home runs this series, six RBI, a little 294 batting average, 333 on base. Uh, Nice double as well. And, Jim, I love all that. Josh Donaldson has that. Especially the opposite field one. That was nice. That was one off the bat that you couldn't tell if that was a fly ball or a ding dong, and he tanked it. And it's like, oh, yeah. Go look at his baseball savant and his exit velo numbers. He's one of those guys that hits a baseball differently. He's got an MVP trophy in the back. Jim, the defense at third today. 
Yeah, that was nice. There's huh? something that gets my rocks off, and it's good defense at third base. Watch that throw. Flip that coin. That's, mm. a, that's, a, that's a coin toss joke. That's for Jimmy only. Go watch Josh Donaldson's throw from third base on the diving snag down the line today. You heard me talk about it with DJ LeMahieu, and I tried to depict it to you guys as best as I could that it wasn't a shot at DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu was a gold glove second baseman. I think he's got three of them. Good, good range over there. He uses that 6'4 frame, and he's got a good second baseman arm. Third baseman, third base is a different world. And again, it's not a shot at DJ who can play a nice third base, and it hasn't bitten the Yankees at all, and bitten is not the right word. It's just a good third baseman can play a different brand of third base. And watch the throw when he gets up. It is a laser, man. It is an absolute laser, and that's why you talk about Glaber right now. And Rizzo got the demoralizer catch. Someone tweeted it at me. It was full-blown demoralizer. Yeah, someone tweeted at me. Full-blown demoralizer. And that's where... Jim, we start dreaming about October. These Yankees, they look good. If it's a playoff series, I need Josh Donaldson at third. Maybe you get one game of the series where he's DHing or doing something else, but Josh Donaldson should be at third. He also totally big brothered. Uh, I don't even think he did, but it, Anderson and him exchanging words, and Donaldson was like, "I'm not into like what, mm. like, hey, you'll know, you'll know when I'm trying to pick a fight, yeah. buddy." <laughs> like, yeah, that if, was if I wanted to start a beef, you'd know I started a beef. Like I just fucking fell on you. I'm sorry about it. Yeah. I'm trying to play baseball. I don't think, I don't think that. Anderson cared either. I think that was all no. big nothing. They yeah. both run a little hot on the field and yeah. Donaldson game. They're like, nah, we're, yeah. we're not going to do this. This isn't worth my time. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where, uh, that was it. This is not worth my time. So you think you know, I want to fight you on this soft infield? Sometimes the stepping stone is from bad on your way to good. I yeah. think Josh Donaldson's stepping stone was from like average on his way to like potentially really good. Okay. Nice. Thank you. My next award is the uh, and I say hey award. I say hey. Don't try to read me, bro. No. Oh, I've been no. reading puppy songs. It is a song, but it's not that song. So show me family. No. Ho. No. no. Who's it going to? Gallo. Ah, it's uh, the other it song. The uh, I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream at the top of my lungs. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Happy for you. No one's ever seen Linda Perry sing that live on Howard Stern on YouTube. It's a must watch. Stuck the land in there really well. It's a must watch, please. Uh, what's going on? So Gallo, I was in the weeds on Gallo stats. And, and I want to say that I'll eat a little bit of crow. Not really crow, but right. I was saying if he doesn't, when he gets hot, if it doesn't help the club, if it's just pad on homers and, or whatever, like I'm not into it. But he there's a big homer today that that helped the club, and, and he had a homer. and he had a big single, he had a big walk. He was he was, and he's on a bit of a heater right now, and I love it, and I'm I hope it continues, and I think it may have a better shot because he's doing something a little different, and I don't know if it's on purpose, I don't know if it's accidental, I don't know what's happening. He's hitting singles. This is a guy who had more home. He got he got a hundred home runs before he got one hundred singles. Right now, Joey Gallo has 17 hits, and 12 of them are singles. This is not how he performs. In this recent hot streak, he has eight hits. Now he has nine. 
Six of the nine are singles. It's weird. Even weirder. Five of them are opposite field singles. And I'm not talking bunts. One check swing in Kansas City. That was weird. The rest are over the shortstop's head or between the short and third baseman. Singles. Opposite field singles. Last year, he had five opposite field singles that weren't bunts. They were swinging singles. He had five all year. Hundred and something games. In 2018, the last full season he played, he had six opposite field singles that weren't bunts. And five now. Actually, he had less than six because some of those runs. And he already has five this season. The shift is going away next year. He's a free agent. Is he trying to do this on purpose? Is it just kind of, this is just circumstantial and it's mm-hmm. happening? He hasn't bunt to beat the shift yet, but he's beat the shift. He's hitting singles. So what's going on? I have no conclusion here. It's something I'm just going to keep tracking and I want someone to ask him, is this accidental or are you trying to go the other way more? Because he's been vocal about not doing that. But it's the most single to hits ratio he's ever had. I had some crazy stats up. I think I might have deleted them or lost them, but... Right now, he's at like a, like a single-to-hit ratio is 80 because it's high. And in like his previous years, it's just, it's just not even like close to that. So, just, hey, what's going on? What's going on, JoJo? And, hey, if this is on purpose and you're starting to spray the field more, I'm big into it. Right. If you remember, when Joey Gallo was dudes dudes down bad, we basically said, or I was saying, like, let's get to a point where we can get to a point, almost. <laughs> like, he had as bad of a start to a season as you could have. Last year, 47% of his hits were singles. Uh, in 2018, full season, 37%. 38 before that. It's 88 right now. I know that's not, that's not sustainable. Right. That's not what it is. But are you trying to go the other way more? You making contact more? Like, what is this? Only one double. Maybe he's also getting hurt by, like, the four outfielder thing that singles aren't turning into doubles at all. I don't know. Well, I watched him. Right. Not that many of that. Joey Gallo. This is excluding today's game where he had a walk and a homer. So these numbers would be presumably going up. The last 14 games, 263 batting average, 378 on base, a 957 OPS. So when I open up my baseball reference tomorrow, Joey Gallo over his last 15 games is going to have a one dot OPS. It feels weird. It still doesn't feel. It kind of does natural. It's somewhat he's been involved. So that's where I. So that's I'm like where, super like I'm happy with it. Like because I I was worried that it, we were gonna and for the first week we did and I was like wait what it doesn't feel like that. But this series, man, it felt like he was involved. Like he, he He's a threat. And how many times have you heard me and Jim BBD talk about the importance of a threat? Normally those conversations were around Gary when he was right or close to right. Um, Joey Gallo, and again, the grand scope of this season. He looked good in left field this series. So now I'm starting to wonder, is it like a Yankee Stadium thing? Which that's a whole nother can of worms. I need the glove. You give me the baseline of the glove, which I saw you collect a gold glove at the start of this year, and I know you can move pretty well and your arm's pretty good too. He is a threat, and the walks 
were good walks. I know that that can sound douchey and like I, you know, you can pick and choose those. I get it. He spit on a Kopech three-two fastball that was low today. Um, that led to their rally. The the walks seem like he's winning walks. Um, I need the glove. If there's no glove, that's where I can't help you because you're going to be in the bottom half of the lineup. You're never going to jump. And I love Joey Gallo, and he's had an, a really nice major league career. But Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, and DJ are different. Mm-hmm. Like Donaldson, there's a world. I could give you all sorts of Jakey speeches. And I think Joey Gallo feels better in the, the second half of that Yankees lineup. I was laughing. We Was it the midweek episode where we were talking about three guys, if they were going to be on this team? I think it was <laughs> Hicks, Gallo, IKF for the Marwin, Marwin, Marwin. Um, and I was like, we all might have different guys. I like Gallo. I think part of it is there's only so much you can do. I think he's finding his lane. I think he's going to be a little streaky and that's what it is. But man, I think if you're a starting pitcher and you see Joey Gallo in the batter's box, there's a little bit. And the thing that I, I want to look into is that remember when there was that whole Joey Gallo MLB Network thing where they were talking about, you know, he moved his hands and balls away, balls in, yeah. whatever that was, and it was kind of a farce or whatever it was or it was half true. I want to look into that because what you're saying with the single stuff, I was thinking that today when I was watching Gallo because I think the White Sox were pitching him up and away all series and the, the like, two mistakes they made in, he hit for homers. So I wonder how that all ties in, and maybe it was to what you are saying before, but I'm in on Gallo as long as the defense is there. I'm never good. Game should, seven. You should go a little bit. It's game seven. Split the go. You're up. Last award. Prestigious last award. The prestigious Sunday final award. Um, I, I want to let everyone know. I'm giving out the Mad Max award. Killer awards by me. Yeah. Put my heart and soul into ten awards. Ten of ten. Yeah. I'm giving out the Mad Max award. Mad Max Award goes to Max Scherzer for not letting that guy throw out the first pitch. Nope. Shea Station for that. Oh. Uh, Monty? Maybe inside boxing live, but that'd be a weird topic. Monty just needs to throw the bats in the shower. Jim, you know I'm a big gif guy. Yeah. You know I didn't like the movie Mad Max. Yeah. But I watched it at a really weird time in my life. I snuck away during lunch and watched it alone in a theater. During work? But I didn't like that they basically just ran back the same movie, different halves. Anyways, spoilers. Never seen it. There's a famous gif that's come from that movie, Jim. Mm. It's, uh, what's that actor's name? Charlize Theron. No, the guy. Is he the guy who plays Bane? Yeah, Tom Tom Hardy. Hardy. What's the gif? And he's pointing up, and he says, that's bait. My guy Clark. We've talked about Clark Schmidt for a few years. We've heard great things about Clark Schmidt. He's going to get some opportunities this year. Jim, all he's done so far in five games, 11 innings, nine strikeouts, a 0.82 ERA. He's only given up one earned run. It was a home run. Clark looks pretty good. He's 26 now. You know, we've kind of come a long way from 24-year-old flying up the prospect charts, Clark Schmidt. I don't know. You know, we talked about, I gave a whole speech about how Mike King deserves to be a starting pitcher at some point. Clark Schmidt is putting his best foot out there. And as we approach this season, and 
Yankee fans, you all know it. In your group chats, it's happening in our group chats too. We're starting to eye some different positions around the baseball field, whether it's catcher, center, shortstop, pitching, whatever your flavor is, we're all starting to dream about this Yankees team. Clark Schmidt, he's put himself in an interesting spot because he's been good. The stuff backs it up. The eye test is there for me that I don't know if he's going to be trade bait. But man, that baseball savant looks good. Or does he find himself in a really important role with some injuries this year that I hope he plays himself out of trade bait that we need Clark Schmidt. But good for him, man. This this has been a couple years in the making now. Good for him. Anything we missed real quick? 10 seconds on the clock. We had a lot of talks about Isaiah kiner falefa off the air between our Yankees group chats and different things. He started hitting again this series. Let's see if the He hit- became untethered. Let's see. The hitting is untethered to the glove. He hit. He didn't well, feel. Well, the hitting started kind of after the glove stuff. Um, so now I'm interested to see. I like, I, I, I like his bat. I didn't think I'd like his bat. I, uh, he's botched nine balls in 30 games. So that means every three games, 3.3 games... He's going to botch a routine ball. That's not good. So my main point about Kiner is he's botching routine ones. Right. That sh- should be fixable. If 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 that gets fixed, we're set. I right. love what we got going on. If the kids come up, the kids come up. If the offense, the rest of the seven guys are hitting and scoring at a crazy rate, Yankees run differential is plus 69 right now. Come postseason, they're just going to need someone who can make routine plays like a given, and they don't care about his bat at all because if the rest of the offense is swinging, it's a long way to go. But the good news is he's botching ones that are very easy. Right. But yeah. You hope it's... He's been... they've been They've been gentle with him on the uh, errors. I think coming into the year because... We at least I don't know if we assumed it or if that was the scattering part of the short that like you know he'll make the routine plays. So if, it's I the think opposite. That's what, it's not yeah. It's not what we've been seeing. On, like the mistakes have been on fairly routine plays. I wonder if uh, we've been I wonder if historically it's been very heated debates. Yeah, I don't inside know where, the JM walls about Kiner. A lot of a lot of research. I forget which things were researched and which things were hearsay. But let's see how the numbers should be sort fixable. out. Made a nice play in last night's game. And we're early. like six weeks into the season. We're going to find out a lot more. I do think other things of note. Rizzo's been a little funkaroo now for a little bit. He I, went I don't back think to Chicago. Man. Yeah, he's I mean, back he's in Chicago. Like, yeah, emotional, he was emotional doing a lot of charity stuff. Yeah. Jess really liked that. Miguel Castro with another clean inning. He'd be a reliever. We'd be talking a lot more about other teams. Um, otherwise, on my end, it's kind of just like, let's go Rangers. Have you guys, uh, we haven't said Aaron Judge's name a lot. You guys still think he's good? Judge's, yes. It's the best judge we've seen. Stand by that. I mean, obviously Dominant. the numbers are better in 2017, but for the first half of that season, he was batting eight hole for a while, seven hole. They slowly slid him up. Pitchers were so feeding him fat, the most fastballs he's ever seen. He's got um, the biggest target on his back yeah. he's ever had, and he's and he's doing it. Better. Yeah, P- pitchers are treating Insane. him. Yeah, and he's amazing. So, Rizzo had some deep flies today. Good for Higgy, like you said before. Good for Higgy. Get yeah. it going, Higgy. Yep. Cool. All right, Yanks are rolling. Who they got up next? Sevy on uh, the bump. I think Baltimore. Right. Love I think it. it's. 
I think it's, yeah. Seve, Tyone, Cole, and Monty in Baltimore. And then they host the White Sox in Baltimore. So, hey, familiarity these couple weeks. Hope the White Sox stay being weird. Be bad. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.